1: Life is too short to waste time on things that just aren't important, and you weren't put here to worry about your weight or the number on the scale. If you're ready to break free from all that diet culture BS, if you're ready to take your power back, check out fitbottomgirls.com forward slash coaching to learn more about our signature online program, Love Your Body, Love Your Life. Welcome back to the Fit Bottom Girls podcast. This is FBG Margo, and on the line today, we have FBG Kristen. Yo, yo, yo. And FBG Jen. Yo. I went another
0: way. You did. I barely even knew how to respond. I'm telling (laughs) you guys,
1: up is down today. I I just copied Kristen. I was like, we're saying yo. Okay, cool. We're saying yo. Well, you've got the whole gang here, and that's all that matters. And our guest today for the interview is Marit Summers. She has a gym here in Brooklyn, and she is really big on body positivity. She's a fitness trainer, and she's a really cool chick. You guys are going to really like listening to her message like I said, body positive. She's very encouraging. And she's really all about kind of embracing your inner child. And one of her favorite things to do around Brooklyn, which I've got to go with her sometime. They like to run around on the playgrounds for their workouts, you know, and I just I got to join these people sometime. But so I wanted to talk to you about like, what were your favorite activities when you were younger? Or what were you scared to try when you were younger? And then what kind of exercise play do you do now that helps you feel young?
2: Jen, do you want to go? (laughs) <laughs> I, you in, are, going I, going today. I think you should go first today okay okay yeah in reverse order um, yeah so uh as a kid I was I was scared of a lot of things um I, I'm still scared of a lot of things honestly um so I think you know I I really loved though um this will not shock anybody I love I loved dance and I loved gymnastics, but not like being on the beam or, you know, spinning around, uh, uh, then uneven bars or anything like that. But like, you know, tumbling type gymnastics, like I loved that stuff. And I loved the way it, um, I loved the way it felt when I accomplished something new. And, you know, when I, I remember, you know, being able to get to like 100 hand walks, like that was such a big deal or, you know, just certain little moves that felt like such such huge benchmarks for me. And I, I remember that was just one of those things that I felt like I could really own and feel very, very proud of. Cause it didn't come naturally to me at all. Like I am, I've never been flexible, um, strong. Yeah. But it's, yeah, I just, I loved that. And I still love, um, you know, even in yoga when we get to do, you know, uh, headstands and things like that, like really, really doesn't come easily to me now, but, um, it's pretty fun to sometimes just flip myself around and, and do something that's, that feels really out of my daily ordinary activity, you know? Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. And I think it's funny because I tried, you just made
0: me think of it. I tried a couple of gymnastics classes when I was a kid and I was so (laughs) inflexible Then it, I it was like I think I left in tears like Aww. a couple of times like I was like uh I don't think this is for me this is so easy for all of these other kids and like I can't do anything um I re- yeah thanks for bringing that back um (laughs) that's okay but it's funny because now when I play with like my daughter on the playground there are certain things like she she sees other kids like go over the monkey bars and she'll kind of do it but she wants me to hold her and then she'll kind of sort of kind of go upside down but she kind of gets freaked out and I'm like oh girl I feel you I know what that's like you know um she's still a crazy little monkey but that's Still, um, I think for me, so obviously gymnastics wasn't a wasn't a sticking uh, thing for me that I kept at. But like my mom taught me how to play tennis, and and I, I think I was about in second or third grade, and she knew how to play, and she's like, "Yeah, hey, we'll go on the court and just hit some balls." And I kind of took to it, and I really really liked it, and it was a fun thing for us to do together. And then my dad would join us too, so like became a, a big family thing. And then I mean, I went on to play in high school and competitively, and all that sort of stuff It was like really really fun. Um, and I hope to kind of pass it on as well. But when it comes to scary things besides gymnastics, like I I don't know really anyone, unless one of you are about to blow my mind that enjoyed climbing the rope in uh, nope. PE like I don't know why they make you do that anyway but yes that was another point where I had a total meltdown as a co- as a kid <laughs> I was like I can't do it I'm not strong enough I can't and what's funny and I actually wrote a whole post about this is at my gym the Fitbit Pit in Kansas City yeah like we do rope climbs and it took me a lot of um Physical strength, yes, because it does take physical strength, and you kind of have to learn the technique. Once you know the technique, that gets easier. But I had to get over that quasi-childhood trauma and fear and get up it. And then, you know, once now I climb ropes, I mean, I don't currently because I'm pregnant, but, you know. When I'm not, I can go up, like, really high ropes, and sometimes it still scares the ever-11 you-know-what out of me, but I still do it, and it's still so, so dang empowering and feels so cool. So it's kind of nice for me to reclaim that that childhood
1: activity, if you will. I was, I was a kid that was scared of baseballs and softballs. Like, I I like to swing at them, but I'm afraid of, like, I could never be a pitcher on first base or something, so I usually had to be in the outfield, because I I was just one of those, I looked like a weird girl, like, oh, no, it's going to hit me in the face. Like, I don't know why. I always was, like, scared of them. But I could play kickball for days, and I was, like, always, like, the first girl picked in my neighborhood. It was just, like, all boys. So I was, like... I, I, I haven't played kickball in a long time I really need to try that Because it did make me feel super young When I was young It, it just felt great But for me now as an adult uh, <laughs> I did a trapeze class for the Fit Bottom Girls <laughs> oh yeah that's right and it scared the bejesus out of me <laughs> reading about it scared the bejesus out of me <laughs> it was so terrifying i'll never do that again so <laughs> that's just something but, that's, did it. but i did it but i did it no i was talking to somebody the other day um they do they went skydiving for the first time and i was just like a big nope and he said you know what it's just the moment, moment you jump out that's scary he's like yeah. everything else around it isn't i'm like yeah, but you can get smooshed anyway. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I just, uh, the heights I'm just not very good at. So now when I want to feel younger, I just get on my bike and go for a bike ride. And it always makes me feel like I'm 10 years old.
3: Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: Oh, I love that. That's really cool. That was um, not very long ago. I was I had a chance to go out to California with, um, with Cannondale Bikes. And they, let's see, when is this going live? Yeah, I can say it. Um, so they have a, a bike coming out that really like that was their whole thing was they wanted to, to capture that feeling of like, when you were a kid, and you went around riding your bike, you weren't doing it for fitness. You weren't doing it because like, Oh, well, this is the eco-friendly way to commute. You were doing it because you love being out on your damn bike. Mm-hmm. And so they created this like lightweight, but super rugged, um, uh, bike that, that you can use for commuting. You can use for fun. And it was like, we just rode up and down the boardwalk um, from Venice to Santa Monica and like did a, a city tour of Venice and it really was like, it was super fun. And it kind of reignited my love of just what you were saying, Margo, like get on your bike and just go around and ride.
1: You feel like get a kid. Bikes
2: and ride. You do. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. Like the wind. We could all use, and, yeah. We could all use more fun. Yeah. It's we the could. best except going up a hill. Like that's when it's worked. But, when I'm just, <laughs> but it's like a flat road on a summer day. You know, I'm going out on long Island, going to the beach or something. Like, I swear to God, I feel like I'm 10 years old again.
2: Oh, that's awesome.
1: Yeah. So, Jen, do you want to talk about this roundtable that we did recently? Yeah.
0: So, I believe in this interview, there's definitely a lot of body positivity and talking about how fit bottoms, you know, don't come in all shapes and sizes, and, you know, you can look a lot of different ways and be fit. Fitness does not look a certain way, Um, and fitness should be for all. So, I think that is kind of a natural... uh, progression into if you haven't listened to our roundtable yet that we did a few episodes back, that was episode 108. 108. Cool. Just looked it up. Forgot it. Episode 108, um, where we talk about um, size inclusivity in the fitness industry. So if you listen to this conversation and you're like, oh, okay, cool. Like I I would like more information on that. I think. Um, the three of us have a really kind of interesting, candid talk about what goes on with trainers and fitness clubs and just some of the different language that is used for better or for worse and how we kind of wish things would change. So yeah, it's a it's a, it's a good listen, I
1: think it is a good listen, and I love talk doing that show. That was really fun. Mm. All right, so you know what else is fun? What stickers? <laughs> Fit Bottom Girls stickers are super fun, and we've got them for you guys. They won't cost you a penny. Just send us an email, podcast at fitbottomgirls.com, and we will throw one or two in the mail for you and you can just stick it on your notebook your trapper keeper your laptop wherever you put your stickers and please feel free to follow us on all social media and reach out and say hi there by the way let us know you're listening to the show we'd love to hear from you guys and if you can leave a review if you get your podcast on Apple iTunes if you like the show leave a few stars that's awesome if you have a minute to leave a review that'd be great and if you leave a five star review we will read it on the air so I guess we'll just get right into our our interview with Morit Summers. Diets and restrictions don't work. After years of experience in our own lives and with thousands of readers, listeners, and followers, we know that the information and formula in our signature online program, Love Your Body, Love Your Life, does. And by listening to this podcast, you can save 20% when you use the code FBG Podcast. So sign up and save at fitbottomgirls.com forward slash coaching. Today our guest is curvy fit Instagram influencer, Morit Summers. Since 2007, Morit has been defying industry standards with her all-inclusive fitness approach. She has trained celebrities including curvy model Ashley Graham and actress Danielle Brooks. Dubbed a 2018 fitness trainer to follow on Instagram by Self Magazine, This trailblazer has been featured in the New York Times, Vogue, Shape, Health, Refinery 29, Well and Good, and Fabu Plus. Morit recently opened Form Fitness, a brick and mortar training gym based in Brooklyn. It's dedicated to an all-inclusive fitness philosophy. So welcome to the show, Morit. Hi. (laughs) Hi. This is FBG Margo, and on the line today, we have FBG Kristen. Hello. And I'm, by the way, I'm based in Brooklyn as well, so we are so excited to have you on the show today. Can you please give us a bit of your background and how you began your fitness and wellness journey?
3: Sure. Uh, So I was about 14 years old and overweight and truly hated gym class, was embarrassed to be there. And I asked my parents if I could join the local New York sports club. And they said yes. (laughs) And they had to come in with me and sign me up because I was still a minor and all of that. And at the time, they actually were able to afford a personal trainer for me. And so I started working with a trainer and I like fell in love with the gym and my love of the gym just kept growing and so throughout high school I would go every day after school and when it was time to go to college I was like well what do I want to study I have no you know I have no idea and then I was like well why do I not why not study exercise science and kind of continue what I love to do so I went to SUNY Cortland upstate New York and was I majored in exercise science and kinesiology and uh, I was I was a personal trainer starting my senior year junior year, senior year, something like that. And you know college was over and I started training and I've been a trainer ever since. So my personal journey with exercise has changed multiple times throughout the years, but basically I've been in a gym since I'm 14 years old. <laughs>
2: Wow, how cool to have found something you're like that passionate about that early. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so let's talk about democratizing fitness. Um, that's something that I know you feel really strongly about. And I w- I'd love for you to talk a little bit about what exactly that phrase means to you and what it is that you're doing to, to move toward that goal.
3: Basically, I feel as though everyone should have the opportunity to move and feel comfortable moving. And so I'm trying to create a space where people feel comfortable in, in the idea that not everyone is at the same level, if that makes sense. Yeah, it totally does. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) So basically the fitness world is really uh, geared towards all these people that they all look, they all want to look good naked and everybody is always training because it's like, we all have to look a certain way and everybody only eats chicken and broccoli, or at least that's the way that we see it, right? Like with videos and pictures and Instagram and all of that stuff. And so what I'm trying to do is create a space and a a following of of people that realize that like movement doesn't have to be that movement can be whatever you want it to be because you are different than the next person and your body is different than the next person.
2: So how, I guess, um, aside from creating a, a brick and mortar space, could you talk a little bit more about, about what you're doing to create a, a culture that really supports, I guess, like fitness inclusivity, sort of what I'm hearing from you. Right. Yeah. Um, so what, what are some of the steps that you're taking there? And, and, and I mean, kind of keep in mind, like you're talking our readers or am. So like, if there are things that all of us can be doing more of to, to help support that, like lay it out there, we are, Perfect. we are listening.
3: So... You know, I think I'm even myself, I'm still growing. And I like want to do so many more things. And it's just a matter of like one step at a time, you know, because I'm a one woman run show. And I have a very small group of people that are helping me kind of figure out what the next steps are. But right now, it is about opening the gym space and creating a form fitness in creating a space where clients can come in and learn and and uh even if it's just learning how to do a simple squat or how to do a simple push-up or just learning how to move their bodies the way that they want to move their bodies. So right now my focus is is mainly that. But generally speaking, like even through social media and stuff, I'm trying to get the message out there that everyone should just be moving and that we have to start. And so I think what I'm finding uh, from most of my following is that the hardest part for people is the starting. And so what what can we do to get people to help or to help people to start? I say, why not just like go outside for a five minute walk, like put it in your calendar and start there or... Look up a a YouTube video or look up even an Instagram video. Look up something from someone that you look up to, someone that you feel that you can do the movements with and just try doing what they're doing. Even if it's not right, who cares? It's still movement. Well, let's
1: talk about form fitness. So I want to know what is it like to own your own, you know, brick and mortar space and and what sets you apart from your competition? And then after that, also as a follow-up, what are some of the biggest lessons you've been learning as a business owner? (laughs) There's a lot there. Sorry.
3: (laughs) Um, So I will say that it feels really surreal to own my own brick and mortar uh, gym. I'm really excited about it. And I think that, you know, we've only been open about a month and a half, but I think there's a lot of big things to come. And there's a couple things that I wish I could like, Give you a little more about, but I nothing set in stone yet, so I don't want <laughs> I don't want to give anything away. But um, we definitely will be doing monthly workshops, and part of the reason we're doing these workshops is not for anybody to be making a, any money. It's really to be again like giving the opportunity of movement, which I'm excited about because you know, as a personal trainer working one-on-one with people, I can only hit so many people at a time. So I think by offering workshops, we can help more people if that makes sense. So I'm excited about that. And then what was the, I'm sorry, what was the follow up? Oh, what have I about owning a business? So here's what I've noticed for myself, and I think this is this is kind of a big deal for people generally. You know, we all are creatures of habit, and so when we are someone who's in a routine, And, like, every day we kind of do the same thing. It's really good for us in a way, like, on the health spectrum. (laughs) My life has been a little crazy the last couple months, and so I've even noticed that my stress level is way higher than it normally has been. Um, My eating has not been as good as it could be, even though it's, you know, I'm the person who's supposed to be preaching health and eating well and all that. You know, not everyone's perfect. And so it's been kind of a rough couple months in that sense for myself. So, you know, there are things that even though I was like as prepared as can be, you don't know what's going to (laughs) happen.
2: Yeah. So in general, what's your biggest motivation when it comes to living a fit and healthy life?
3: (sighs) That's a good question. So this is, it kind of takes me back a long time ago so I always saw okay so I'm basically a doppelganger of my grandmother my great my grandmother who passed away a few years back but we have the same exact body type and she wasn't a very active woman and you know she was always complaining about how much her body hurt and things like that and even at a young age I was like I really don't want to live like that (laughs) And so that was kind of the first motivation that pushed me in terms of longevity to be like, you know, life, you know, this is a long-term goal. This is not just like a, I want to lose weight tomorrow thing. But then for the most part, like recently my motivations have been, I really like being strong and I really like seeing the progress, like watching myself get stronger at things, seeing from... Even a few months ago, I couldn't do more than one pull up at a time. And now I can do two at a time, things like that. So seeing progress is a big motivation for me. Yeah. So has any of
2: that, I mean, now like with owning a gym and putting more of your message out on social media, I I imagine that you're becoming a little bit more of a public figure. Does that factor in with things you feel like you need to be doing or activities you feel like you need to be trying, or are you kind of just like, Nope, I'm staying my course. I know, you know, I know what I want to do and that's what I'm going to stick to.
3: That's a good question. So for the most part, I am always happy to like try new things. I really enjoy, you know, learning and and doing different things, but I also really feel strongly about the way I train and the way that I do my own my my I have my own goals they're not other people's goals and so I'm kind of sticking with what I feel best about (laughs) and that's and like I don't think that that should change based on if I'm a public figure or not if that makes sense like I have a following because I am who I am I'm not trying to be anybody else yeah that's awesome
1: so what is your fitness routine? And and are, are there any kind of workouts or classes or anything like that, that you are, you're really just dying to try? I mean, I know you're super, super busy right now, you can, but when you have a little <laughs> bit more time, you know, what would you look forward to trying in the future?
3: So right now I, um, I'm a member at CrossFit South Brooklyn in Brooklyn <laughs> and Go Honest Brooklyn. And I have a coach, uh, Arturo Ruiz and he, he writes my programs for me. So Even as a personal trainer, I always recommend that someone, uh, that all trainers and people have a separate coach, someone who can like, from the outside perspective, help you, you know, do the things that you don't always want to do, for example. So he writes my, uh, my program, which is five times a week. And I do heavy lifting, Olympic weightlifting, and then like Cardio like it's cardio, but I'm not on any machines. I'm doing kind of what they call cyclical work. so I'm box jumps and burpees and jump rope and all sort of sort of stuff like that. In the past, I've done boxing, which I love. I absolutely love boxing. I just haven't um, I haven't done that in a long time. and if I did have more time in my life, I would probably be taking at least one boxing class a week, at least one yoga class a week just for the like, you know changing it up factor <laughs> i truly wish that it was easier to swim in new york city and in brooklyn <laughs> find a place to to do some laps i love swimming in terms of taking different like new classes i've taken soul cycle i've done flywheel i've done i've i've basically tried almost everything i know you know there's there's all sorts of different boot camp classes now they're all I, listen, everybody has their own branding to it, but a lot of the stuff is the same because how many different ways could you possibly do a burpee if that makes sense? Oh yeah. And, I, and I'm i not saying that from a negative place. I'm just saying that like, you know, find the place that you're happy at and like stick with it.
2: <laughs> yeah. That's, that's super smart. But so I was checking out your Instagram and it looks like you really enjoy getting um, getting creative with your workouts and with some of your strength training and and cardio, and like I saw the the video of you taking a a ten pound slam ball out with some friends to the beach volleyball court <laughs> yeah. and tossing that yeah. around. Yeah, uh, yeah, and I love that because you know, like you said, it's all about movement and yeah. whatever it is, it's going to get you outside and moving in ways that kind of challenge you to. To do a little more than you would otherwise or use some muscles that kind of tend to just sit back and relax most of the time i think is is awesome so i wondered not to put you on the spot or anything but do you have other examples of how you've kind of mixed things up in that type of a way where you've maybe taken equipment somewhere where you wouldn't normally use it or used it in a different way that ended up being super fun
3: totally so the one i just want to say this in terms of like what you're asking I used to be the person that was like terrified to join in on things like that because I didn't think I could do it. No way. Yeah. No, this is like a real, real thing that like sits heavy in my heart. Like I didn't want to go hiking with friends. I didn't, even if it was like a walk, I would feel so anxious about it because I was like, I'm going to be out of breath. I can't do it. It's hurt. What if this, what if that? And like, what's so... Again, this is progress, but what's so awesome now is I haven't played what we call the Hoover ball, the one with the heavy slam ball. Um, I haven't played that since last year. And I was totally fine because I've been moving all year long, right? So the cool thing is is that we if we have some sort of routine in terms of movement on a regular basis you can go do something different and feel great. Like you shouldn't be afraid of that, uh, of that new stimulus. So that the Hoover bowl, I think is one of the most fun slash ridiculous things I've ever done, (laughs) but I love to like go out. Um, I don't know if anyone's in Brooklyn, Fort green park has just like a fantastic staircase to just run up and down the stairs, walk up and down the stairs. Sometimes if I'm like with friends in the park and we see something heavy, we'll just kind of pick that up for shits and giggles. (laughs) You know, (laughs) can we lift that thing? Whatever it might be. (laughs) You know, if you've seen on my Instagram, I really like lifting my friends up. I don't know why. (laughs) I just do. (laughs) I'm the strong friend. I like to put people on my shoulders, (laughs) you know, things like that.
2: That's awesome. It's like play all the time.
3: All the time. I really wish that there were full adult playgrounds at, playground excuse me everywhere you know i know that there's uh spartan style gyms like the obstacle course gyms are are becoming more and more of a thing which is really fun because you know i think as a you know imagine if we kept that ability all the time it would be great
1: (laughs) i'm sorry you went out just a little bit there
3: Oh, sorry. I live in a, a basement apartment and the subway goes by. <laughs> sorry about that. I, was, okay. just I think was just <laughs> um, after you mentioned the, the Spartan gym. I was saying so there there are lots of obstacle course gyms now, which are great because like imagine when we were kids, we used to be on the on the playground and on the monkey bars all the time. And then we kind of stopped doing that because it's not as available to, you know, teenagers and adults but if it were you would never lose that ability. You've trained celebrities
1: in the past. Uh, so what was that like and uh, seriously are they really just like us? Do they have the same insecurities we do.
3: They are just like us. Yeah, so I figure. <laughs> yeah, they are just like us. I will say the only difference they have is they have it's a little harder for them in in the terms in terms of consistency. So most of us that have and I've talked I talked about this earlier most of us that have somewhat of a consistent life it actually is easier to get regular movement in because you can schedule it into your life or at least try your best and literally the only difference I can think of with the celebrities is that they are on the road constantly and they never know when it's going to happen but otherwise they are the same (laughs) so
2: you have a really cool variety of certifications, um, and that makes me curious. You were talking about the things that you that you like to do, and you listed a whole lot of things that you enjoy. If you had to choose just one thing to be able to do for, you know, I don't know, the next month, could you choose one? And would that change if it was the fact that you could teach that versus had to just use that as your workout?
3: Interesting. (laughs) Yeah. I love a barbell. I love the barbell. You can do so many things with a barbell. I think my answer would be if I could only use one piece of equipment, it would be a barbell. And if I could only teach with one thing, it would still be the barbell.
2: Ooh, that's fascinating. We had, um, we have a writer who feels very similarly about the barbell and she just, I don't know if it's, well, it'll probably be live by the time, um, this episode publishes, but yeah, we'll have to send it over to you because you'll get a kick out of it. Cause she's like, yeah, no, you guys, it's great. If you're not using it, you need to.
3: Yes. And, and I will say, so I have lots of clients that are beginners and they make different weighted barbells and some people, maybe the, the first thing you do is not with a barbell, but it's still, they're all the same movements. And I think that's where this people get like intimidated by, by seeing new things but a squat is a squat is a squat, and you can add different toys to to change the squat, but it's still a squat. And so, even if my again, if my one tool was a barbell, it's still a squat. If you could give
1: advice, you know, if you could just talk to your younger self, the young Marie, what advice would you give her? Ooh, I know, <laughs> a little deep. <laughs>
3: Okay. So a couple things. Number one, I would tell her to not care so much about the acne on her face <laughs> <laughs> because it's still going to be there when she's 30 something years old. <laughs> I was going to say, I need that advice right now. Yeah. Right? It's still going to be there and no one cares except for you. <laughs> I would, I would say that the second thing I think that like, I would definitely bring up Just like for me right now, so I'm a single woman living in Brooklyn and, you know, that can get kind of rough depending on like my mindset and my, like the day that I'm having. But I, I feel like that was kind of always a thing for me when I was younger too, because I was so insecure. And so if I could go back and tell my younger self to just chill out and like, it will all happen. (laughs) It will happen when it's supposed to happen. I, that's what I would tell her. (laughs) Nice. That's
2: great advice. Um, so on a lighter note, what music do you keep pumping in your gym?
3: So we change it up on an everyday basis. We have Spotify and we literally put on oldies. We put on rock. We put on 90s hip hop. We put on new music every day. We we just change it up. One of my, um, you know, I worked in a in a big gym for over 10 years and the repeating playlist basically killed me. I just couldn't deal with it. <laughs> uh, yeah. So so if a client requests something, we'll put that on. Otherwise, we just we just change it on a regular. I love listening to, like, old 60s and 70s music sometimes. I love, like, good rock and roll. I love good 90s hip-hop. Like, it just changing it up.
1: Well, do you know that we have our own Spotify list? Oh, you do? Oh, yeah. This podcast is on Spotify, and we have a playlist on uh, – we have several playlists on Spotify. You have to find us. Oh, we
2: have got loads. Yeah, yeah we do. Um, Perfect. Yeah, we'll we'll have to send it to you because we um keep an eye out for new music each month and whatever we think would be awesome to add to a, a workout playlist,
3: we well, share. Well then so, perfect. That sounds yeah. great to me. <laughs> it's super fun.
1: Just do you have any rules for social media by the way? Are there parts of your life you choose not to share?
3: So I have um I have PCOS and I have brought that up before. I also have uh lupus. Mm. And I have told my followers, it's not something I share on like a regular basis for a couple reasons. One of the reasons is that like, I don't think it should disturb my life. And I don't think that it changes anything, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, Like I try really hard to not let it be any sort of excuse because I think that sometimes people, we, we unfortunately use things as excuses. And so I try to do the opposite and say, You know I just want to keep myself healthy so just like keep rolling on like keep rocking on you know keep going but you know I have a lot of I'm on the spectrum of things that you could have with PCOS for the most part I'm good to go but I have some symptoms that I hate and they make me miserable and so I don't share that on a regular basis just because you know it's hard to talk about and you know being a woman sometimes is really rough (laughs) Yes, indeed. (laughs) Yeah.
2: I know that you are super busy with, you know, new gym and getting all of that rolling and smoothed out, but do you have anything big coming up that you want to, that you're excited about that you'd like to share?
3: I don't have, so if I could just say like, keep an eye out for April of next year.
0: (laughs) Okay. All right.
3: I'm hoping to have something set up for April Again, it's not set up yet, so I don't really want to bring it up just because. For um, sure. but in the like current right now, it's really just been about opening the gym.
2: I mean, that's kind of a big deal. <laughs> yeah. Like <laughs> just a little bit. So
1: <laughs> Well, can you tell people where they can find you on social media so they can keep on top of your news?
3: Absolutely. Uh so my personal is at Maureet Summers. And then the gym is at Form Fitness BK. And then most of the most of our stuff is happening on on Instagram. I we do have a Facebook page, uh, which is Form Fitness Brooklyn. It's you know it's not super active yet. I'm I'm trying my best. I'm actually not really that great at the Facebook thing, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> so I'm trying my best. <laughs>
1: Can we ask you just one more question before we go?
3: Yeah, of course.
1: All righty, so. We ask this of everybody who appears on the show, so I hope you're ready.
3: Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah.
1: It's a big one. So, Marie, what was the last song you listened to
3: before you did this podcast interview? I have no idea. <laughs> That's a good question. I have no idea. I was I was at CrossFit and the radio was playing, but I don't know what was playing.
1: Do you have a song <laughs> that like sticks in your head?
3: I can't think of the name of it. So do you know the movie, The The Greatest Showman? Of yes. course, yes. Okay, so the song with the bearded lady that sings, it's such a good song. This Is Me by Kayla Seattle. Awesome.
1: Very cool. Awesome,
3: it's awesome. such a good song. <laughs> and they have like a funky remix too, which like if you need something a little faster, I really enjoy, so nice um
2: <laughs> and you know i just i just saw something today saying that there's like a whole album of the greatest showman covers coming out oh really so, Yep. Yeah. yeah so i don't know if that's gonna <laughs> light you up but just so you know go away. yeah
1: <laughs> well thank you so much for appearing on our show today thank you